0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope you're having a great weekend so far. Let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about on today's show. The former chief medical health officer, Dr. Dina Henshaw, has been fired. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has also let go of 11 members of the Alberta Health Services Board and they've been replaced with one administrator. We're also gonna be taking a look at Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley's plans for healthcare and what Daniel Smith has to say about that. And finally, Danielle Smith has been sanctioned by Russia despite claims that she's a pro-Russian, pro-Putin propagandist. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. You guys have probably heard by now, Dina Hinshaw has been removed as the province's chief medical officer of health. She's been replaced with Dr. Mark Joff, who was also involved in Alberta health services during the COVID-19 pandemic. In a statement, Joff said he was honored to be selected for the new role quote, I have always put the needs of my patients first and foremost throughout my career, which will continue as I take on this new challenge. Premier Smith hinted at firing Henshaw during the United Conservative Party leadership race as she ran on overhauling Alberta Health Services, which she said failed during the COVID-19 pandemic. And in her first press conference as premier on October 11th, the premier said she will no longer take advice from Hinshaw, so this announcement was only a matter of time. As you guys know, under Hinshaw's leadership, the county government implemented vaccine passports. AHS officers also visited churches during the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure that their rules were being followed. Those rules included physical distancing and only having a certain number of people in a church at a time. Churches that did not comply were fined or shut down, as you likely remember. We talked about one of these cases last week. Pastor Tim Stevens was in jail for 21 days for not following rules put in place by Alberta Health Services regarding physical distancing his charges were dropped earlier this month but that wasn't the only major alberta health services announcement this week danielle smith on thursday then announced that she had let go of 11 members of the alberta health services board and they have been replaced with just one administrator dr john cowell will be a full-time administrator of alberta health services going forward he held this role previously for a year under former progressive conservative premier allison redford in a news conference smith said quote he can accelerate the changes that we all need to see Take a listen to some of Dr. Cowell's remarks on Thursday. The advent of the pandemic that everybody predicted was going to come from our H1N1 experience arrives. And of course, the system was already at capacity and now it's stressed. How does it handle more? Well, all of that is a factor today, no question about it. But I uh, adhere to the idea that we're in crisis and we need to have urgent action that starts the process of recovery now. And I am so grateful with the support I'm getting from this premier and this health minister. I've met with the deputy minister. Everybody is on this page. And speaking of health care, Premier Smith's office says Rachel Notley has no realistic plans to address the crisis facing Alberta's health care sector. You guys know that Alberta's healthcare has been plagued by long wait times at emergency rooms, for ambulances, and for surgeries. Now, earlier this month, Rachel Notley told the rural municipalities of Alberta that if elected premier, she'll return stability to healthcare by undertaking the largest recruitment effort in the province's history to bolster the number of healthcare workers. Take a listen to her remarks for yourself. I mean, overall, uh, Alberta has a lower cost of living than a lot of other places. We have a beautiful quality of life, um, and and I think we have room to compete. Uh, effectively for, for those uh, much needed healthcare professionals, but it's going to be hard to do if they're worried that they're going into a healthcare system which may be blown up the day after tomorrow because they don't like the, the structure of it, uh, and then led by somebody who is consulting with uh, conspiracy theorists outside of, you know, from, from Donald Trump's office. She was, of course, referring to Dr. Paul Alexander at the end there. We spoke about him last week. He was a health advisor to former Republican President Donald Trump during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. He's against lockdowns and the COVID-19 vaccine, and he'll be speaking with some members of Smith's Health Advisory Board later on. But meanwhile, Becca Pollack, Smith's press secretary, said the NDP watched healthcare wait times get longer for four years. Quote, we promised Albertan's stronger publicly funded health system, and we're delivering on that promise, including building up our healthcare workforce. We have 1,800 more RNs working today than under the NDP in 2019, and we have more doctors than ever before, including a net gain of 176 physicians in the last 12 months. That's our record, and we'll be announcing a new action plan to improve access and increase recruitment and retention of healthcare workers in the coming days and weeks. Let's move into the controversy of the week. Some of you probably remember some of the details of this story. Critics have accused Daniel Smith of pushing pro-Russian, pro-Putin separatist propaganda, But they didn't stop the Russians from placing Danielle Smith on their latest sanctions list. She was banned from the country on Monday, along with former Alberta Premier Ed Stalmack. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. i to get 30, 30, I bet you get 30, i 30 to 20, 20, get 20, 20, i get 20, i get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Danielle Smith's response "Quote: We will be announcing more funding and supports for Ukrainian refugees later today. My response to Europe. Free yourselves of Russian energy. Alberta is ready to help. I'm planning a trip to Germany soon to talk about deleveraging Russia's hold over European markets for generations. Of course, after an old video resurfaced of Danielle Smith calling for Ukrainian neutrality to end the war, critics, including NDP MP Charlie Angus, accused her of pushing pro-Russian propaganda. Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley also jumped on the bandwagon, accusing Smith of showing, quote, horrendous judgment and showing sympathy to an international war criminal and an illegal invasion of Ukraine. I guess Vladimir Putin didn't get the memo. What we're watching in the weeks to come, the Alberta Parents Union is reigniting warnings that a Calgary Board of Education plan to relocate a program for pregnant teens and young moms is unsafe. Those warnings come after a boy was arrested in relation to a stabbing at the high school pitched for the relocation. Let's dive into the details here. On Tuesday, Calgary police were called to Jack James High School in Forest Lawn in relation to a stabbing. A 13-year-old boy was arrested. That boy did not attend the school, but was able to enter the premises nonetheless. The Alberta Parents Union has long been warning that the area is not safe for pregnant teens and young moms, and they're even more concerned now. Here's what Executive Director Jeff Park told me earlier this week. The Calgary Board of Education has insisted that the safety of the teen moms entering Jack James High School is their number one priority. But just today, a 13-year-old boy that does not attend Jack James was able to enter and stab another student. We believe these women when they say this location is not safe and call upon the Calgary Board of Education to do the same. The Calgary Board of Education wants to relocate the program because the building it's currently held in, the Kensington Building, is very old and requires quite a bit of money in repair work, whereas it would be less expensive to give a one-time funding investment to Jack James. But let's take a look at some statistics here. According to data enthusiasts, the residential area of Forest Lawn had 2,875 counts of crime from January 2017 to July 2022. That includes 657 counts of non-domestic assault, 208 counts of non-domestic violence, and 118 counts of street crime. In Calgary's all-crime category, Forest Lawn was surpassed only by Beltline and the Downtown Commercial Corps. The Calgary Board of Education will vote on November 29th, on whether to proceed with the relocation plans, and I'll be sure to give you an update then. Okay guys, let's move into the Alberta politics funniest moment of the week. For the first time since 1999, the Edmonton Downtown Business Association will not have a giant Christmas tree at their holiday light-up event. And the city of Edmonton says it won't step in to provide a tree, Due to the environmental impact, Edmonton Downtown Business Association Executive Director Pranita McBrien said the Christmas tree typically draws in a lot of residents, but that doesn't translate into foot traffic in the city's businesses, which is what the event is for. The group has rethought the event to fix this oversight, which includes other large light installations, but no Christmas tree. Meanwhile, the city of Edmonton has confirmed there won't be a Christmas tree. It estimated the cost to install a tree and provide public programming at $124,000. This is what the city told me. The city factored in the cost and the environmental implications of cutting down and transporting a mature natural forest tree and decided to explore other opportunities to bring vibrancy to Churchill Square. That would complement the new holiday light up event being planned by the Edmonton Downtown Business Association. Now, here's a couple details for you about trees in the past. In 2020, the holiday light up event had a 77 foot Christmas tree with 22,000 LED lights. Last year, the Christmas tree was 65 feet tall and held more than 14,000 lights. There will be no tree this year, but there's other large light installations, including a life-size bison named Brian. I have to be honest with you guys, I'm pretty devastated about this news. I love a good Christmas tree. It does seem rather unlucky that they're not doing it this year. My first Christmas in Edmonton, I went and I looked at some of the photos from years past and it does seem like it was something to behold, so I'm very disappointed about that. That being said, if you know where I can see a good Christmas tree in Edmonton this year or where other Christmas light shows are happening, please let me know. That's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me know what you liked about the show. Let me know what you think I missed. And let me know where I can find some Christmas lights. As always, please visit donate.tnc.news to show us your appreciation. Have a great week and God bless.